Welcome back, sports fans. Welcome to, back to uh, the post-game overtime podcast here on uh, episode 25. Uh, Brandon here, and as always, joined with Will. How are we doing? Yes, sir. We're doing good. Number 25, the Mark McGuire episode. <laughs> I purposely yes. didn't. I purposely left that wide open for you there. Thank you. Someone I hold as a personal hero of mine doing a ton of steroids. Yeah, I'm glad you told me that because I was I was Allegedly. so confused. I was so confused because I was like, I don't know who that is, so I don't know if it was I needed to or not. But so Allegedly. Mark McGuire, here's here's everything you need to know. And if you're a viewer and you're not sure or a listener, and you're not sure who Mark McGuire is, let me tell you this: he was a baseball player, but that doesn't really matter. Allegedly, he he and his teammate released a record of raps. Now, that may or may not have been a parody done by the Lonely Island, but either way, check out the Bash Brothers. All right. Uh, you know the Lonely Island, Andy Samberg? Yeah. yeah. So, so in the, I think it was the 90s, Mark McGuire was a baseball player for the Oakland Athletics mainly, and he played yeah. alongside another player named Jose Canseco. Okay. They were very good, but were kind of existed in the heavy, heavy steroid era of baseball, or one of them. Yeah. So they kind of broke all the home run records and Naturally, were notorious yeah. for just being juiced to the frickin' gills. Okay. So, so six-ish six years ago, the Lonely Island comes out with a 30-minute, um, like, short Netflix oh, yeah. movie thing yeah. that's a compilation of music videos as if Mark McGuire and Jose Canseco released a rap record. Oh, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay. That, okay, now, okay, that makes more sense now. So, thanks, for, thanks for sharing that. that. That is why he's one of my heroes. But hey, I, was also, I wanted Mark to bring McGuire him up to episode. take off. Yeah. I wanted to bring that to take off the sting of what we're going to talk about. So our parlay didn't hit this week. No. Why didn't it hit this week, Brandon? Yeah. So I'll run you down what, what, our, what our PGO parlay was, all right? Okay. So we had the Eagles money line. They, they won. We had the Ravens money line. They won. Slim, but they won. Seahawks, we had money line. Okay, they won. Cowboys, we had money line. They won. Smoked them. And the Bucks on Monday, we had money line. Okay, they won. We did not hit the over on the no. LA Vegas game. Brandon. We didn't. It was Brandon, that, that was your yeah. call, my man. We had the over on 49 and a half, so it had to be 50 points total. It was 27 to 20. So we missed it by a field goal. I hate myself. We missed it by a, by a field goal. Isn't that tough, though? 
I forgot about that one. Why the hell did we put that on our bet spread? I, w- I was confident in it. I thought both teams were just going to be balling out. Like, a, I mean, divisional game. Both defenses have been pretty bad. When I get married, you're not invited to the wedding. All right, fine. All right. You know what? I deserve that. That's fine. Unless the week 14 PGO parlay hits big. Yeah, I th- and, and I think they're, I think we're, we're going to discuss that in the next, next episode. episode. We've, yeah. we've got, there's a lot of games that I think we, we can work with. Yes, we can. And but then do we'll we want to do a little recap? Friendly wager it... on the, the upcoming Monday night game, which is the Patriots and Cardinals. 100%. That being said, with there. week 13, we're, you know, we've passed the halfway mark well over. We, what's the 75 mark, the three quarters? I'm not doing fucking math on this podcast. Now. What is it now? Eight? Because now 18 weeks, so... I guess nine is halfway. So it'd be week 13. So it's 13.5. I, sure I wasn't sure if it'd be 13 or 14. Well, it's thirteen point five is eighteen point oh, okay. seven five. So this is this is that turning point. So I think now would be a good time to look at the playoff picture. Yeah. So starting to, starting to slowly shape up. I think we'll just throw this out there because it's it's been a huge question, and you know it would be almost crazy if it didn't happen because you know when you think two years ago, it was in Tampa Bay and the Buccaneers won it, no brainer, right? Last year in L.A. LA won it. No brainer. So obviously this year you'd think Arizona would win it. Brandon, how are the Cardinals doing? That was really fucking uncalled for. Wow. <laughs> um, they they are most definitely not making the playoffs. So that that streak ends. You know, it's okay. I can make those disses because they always put it in a warm place. So New England will never host the Super Bowl. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's true. warmer indoors. Yeah. Um, so, do we want to go over week yeah. 13 first and then we'll kind of talk about how that is shaped up? Yeah. Playoff hunt. Yeah, let's do that. So, uh, starting off the Thursday night game, who got smoked? Oh, who got smokes? Yeah. The Patriots did. That was, that was tough. We knew it was going to happen. Yeah. Don't have yeah. a team this year. Hmm? We don't have the team this year. That's okay. No, but, but, but um, part of the stuff we did talk about, you know, um, like, I'm, like Josh Allen only threw for 223. He only rushed for 20. He got sacked twice and he fumbled at once and lost like, so the Pats' defense, you know, had had a strong showing against the Bills' good offense, which I think is something we said could happen. But mm-hmm. yeah, the it's it's their their offense, the Patriots, more than anything. The defense isn't isn't the issue, I don't think. No, it's it's clearly the offense, and we know that, and. 
I think we're having to figure out who our number one starter is and if we want to keep going with Mac Jones into year three or or what we want to look into after year two. Um, but Yeah. When it's something also about... I think he has the targets. Yeah. And I can't remember who it was, but they were doing... Um, uh, they were on like an uh, NFL show and they were talking about how they just hate how in the this was a comparison a couple weeks ago to when um he he brought up the idea of uh, Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo and it's he was talking about how he hates the kind of the narratives that get pushed for like oh if this guy's like a first round pick like he's you know he's kind of got to be be our guy and we have to invest in him and that's when he's talking about how all Jimmy Garoppolo's basically done in San Francisco is win but then he lost his job this year just because the 49ers had a, a young up-and-coming quarterback that they took in the first round. And so I kind of wonder if, if that's um, similar in the sense with the Patriots, how you know they were doing really good with Zap, and then, but they, and then as soon as Mac Jones came back, though Mac Jones had the job, and it was like, you know, Zap, Zap was winning games for him. He won one game for him. Was it just one two? I think he won two, and then Jones came back, or maybe Zap lost one. Like he was, he was good, but he was a bit of a fad. Like I think he's worth looking into again because remember he came in that one game replacing Mac Jones, scored those two quick touchdowns, and then I think threw like an interception later. Wasn't able to put any more production on the board for the rest of the game. Okay. And they still uh, so it's like oh yeah like, yeah because he came in though yeah he did come in he played started three games and then came in as the came in in like the second half or whatever in the one game yeah yeah but, but again it, it is an interesting topic with them you know maybe it's kind of clear that he's he's not the guy and I don't think you know give up on him but mm-hmm. it's so, something's got to. He had a pretty heated exchange on the sidelines, or not a heated exchange, I guess, but he, you could just kind of tell he wasn't happy because um, he was like yelling at whoever, saying that like the run game sucks or something. Uh, and that's not, I don't, I don't know if Jones is in the position to be doing that, but that, that's something I think, because there's that's still that's a show. We'll talk about that later. But. Yeah. Well, and it's, you look at it at both sides, you know, maybe he shouldn't be in the position to say that, but it does show that he's that passionate to, mm-hmm. to the team and winning. So it's got it's good, good and bads to both. 100%. So another game I wanted to talk about and was excited for, the big return. Yeah. Against the Texans, Browns were able to come out with the win. But Deshaun Watson not having a spectacular, spectacular game by any means no not at all that was a and you know what a a game the texans um should have won like the browns deserve to lose because all the browns offense did was the two field goals in the fourth quarter everything else the between their three touchdowns was defensive scores or um special teams So all they, so yeah, the offense just really wasn't clicking. But that is something we did say could happen 
just because he, you know, this is his first week. He didn't even have a full week practicing with the team and whatnot. So, yeah. Yeah, because that's another thing. He has been kept away from the team, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's been able to practice and work out on his own, but he couldn't join the team until the, the Monday. So, yeah, he didn't even have. And I don't think most teams practice on really on like Saturday. So, he had like with all the guys and whatnot, he had maybe three days to. Work mm-hmm. with him, so we, it was kind of to be expected that the offense just wasn't going to be clicking much. Yeah, and we might not even see mass production from him until his second year with the team. But it was exciting yeah. to see them back. They did get the win, probably a, a moral victory for the team, even though the storyline was for him probably still a rally, something the team could rally around. Yeah, um, Vikings helped out the Patriots a little bit by beating the Jets. Uh, holding that division for a while. Um, That's an interesting game that I wanted to kind of touch on the Vikings and Jets. Yeah. Um, so the, all the Jets scoring was just... Um, wow. Um, I'm just going to say this, just because this is cool, but so Montreal is playing Vancouver right now. Mm. And... Um, Montreal was up 4 nothing after the first period. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm a believer that the Canucks aren't this bad. So I threw $3 on the Canucks, and they were down 4 nothing, And it's now 5-4, halfway through the third. For, for the Nuggies? Yeah. Oh, my they, God. They stormed back. Jeez, what um, are the odds with that? I think three, 3 to bring back 30. Wow. So, so I mean, yeah, bet, my man. Yeah, they're down four rip. But was it, it so, didn't look smart at the time, but hmm. uh, anyways, with uh, the Vikings and the Jets. Big Mike uh, White. I, I, yeah, and that's the thing. So, obviously, you got to imagine, you know, both sides played into it with Zach Wilson getting benched, probably because he only put up three points in one game and mm-hmm. had, like, Net, well, yeah, they had negative yards gained in the second half. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he makes that comment about, you know, how he doesn't feel like he let the defense down or anything. So he gets benched. And then Mike White comes in. Um, but the Jets coach, um, he, I think, I think it was the coach, at least he was talking about how, you know, this is, isn't like a permanent thing. Like it's, it's just uh, like we'll see Zach Wilson back in, and uh, I'm not. So made it seem like it was kind of just maybe a, a one game sitting or or, or whatnot. But mm-hmm. in Mike White's games, they beat the Bears 31-10, and then they almost beat the Vikings. So now, when you kind of look towards Week 14, if you're the Jets and you're you're still in the playoff hunt, you're you're right in there. Which. Mm-hmm. Which, which way do you look at the quarterback position now, you know? True. Now, something to put out there. Mike White is as good of a game, you know, as, as good as the team may have done. Put up 369 yards. Nice. Um, nice. But wasn't able to throw for a touchdown. Threw for two interceptions. Yeah. And, and didn't have a, you know, wasn't throwing all aces. Went 31 for 57. 
you know, was given a whole lot of, yeah, whole lot of dropbacks and not a ton of, or, you know, just over 50% completions, which isn't, yeah, huge. So it, that is another thing to think about of, Maybe they just don't have a quarterback, and that and that's another thing with the Patriots of the the Mac Jones Zap situation of do they have like is Zappy the guy, or do they just need to be looking for a new quarterback? Yeah, yeah, and, and again, that's one of those things. It's like they, I, I think, the Jets, you know, for Zach Wilson to come back in, it's because. He's he's a second overall pick. Like we gotta we gotta maybe try to make it work with him, where mm. it you know it's it's very clear that he he doesn't have a good grasp on that locker room as a leader to, you know, when he's kind of at fault for the team not winning and he says, "Well, I, I don't feel like I let the defense down." It's like, dude. Mm. So again, it'll be interesting to see because it's kind of near the point of the season where the Jets can't. You can't really just keep going back and forth between guys. Like eventually, you're gonna have to to make your pick and 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 stick with that guy, even if there's there's an off game or something like that. So, yeah, it'll be very interesting going into next season. Kind of what teams we'll we'll have a lot to cover in the off season of what teams make quarterback changes versus hey. who sticks with who, who looks for what in the draft. I'll be excited for the PGO draft special. Yeah. Um, speaking of just on the topic of quarterbacks, where guys will go, what do we, uh, well, I'm assuming you heard today, but the Panthers are releasing Baker Mayfield. I heard. So do you potentially look at the 49ers reaching out to him? Oh, I wonder. Because, you know, and, and Trey Lance, people say, well, his timeline for injury return is like he'll be he should be good to go by like week 16 or 15 yeah not not too sure based on on that injury if it's worth rushing you know your guy back in and risking further injury so do they look at a guy like potentially baker coming in and um, being their guy for the playoffs i wonder that you know that's uh hmm it's an interesting look i wonder what they could get him for yeah, and I wonder. What, I, I, I wonder I sorry, I was gonna say if they bring him in, I don't think it's gonna be much. Like I don't think they're gonna have yeah. to pay him much, because not only does Baker just want to play football, but it's a chance now where if he hops on a 49ers team and goes on a good run with them, there's gonna be some team that's gonna be reaching out to him next year to mm-hmm. play. So kind of rejuvenate his career type of thing. Yeah, no, you you bring up yeah, wow, yeah, especially just because yeah, when you look that would at be a good fit, like you, I can't see a team that's you know clearly not um, going to be in the playoffs reach out to him. But then you look at all the teams that are in the you know playoffs. They they don't really need a quarterback except for the Forty ers Hmm. Every team's kind of already got their guys. So yeah, man. Well. Ooh, that's a good one. I like that. That's a hot take, Brandon. That's a hot take. We'll have to start just, the Baker just a watch. Thought. Just a, a thought. thought. Uh, uh, moving down, Lions took out the Jags. Steelers beating on the Falcons. Um, Lions, I guess I should have said, were beating on the Jaguars. That was a much bigger win. Yeah. Well, and 
uh, Trevor Lawrence is could potentially be out for a while. Yeah, he he got hit there and looked like he was in quite some pain. So we'll have to. Well, I think it really will come down to what his jersey sales are, and then that will be brought up when it comes to concussion protocol and how much painkillers they give him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, On to the Detroit game, or not? Uh, sorry, uh, Pittsburgh game. Yep. We haven't talked about him at all, but Kenny Pickett. He's yeah, put actually, together yeah. some wins for the Steelers. Put together a sixteen out of twenty-eight completion game, hundred ninety-seven yards, one tud, zero interceptions. Right, not outrageously good, not bad per se. Yeah. What, no. What, yeah. What are, actually, what are our thoughts on him as he's as he's coming into the year? No. Actually, I yeah. Like he, he, like his overall numbers, you know, aren't the great. Four touch passing touchdowns, eight interceptions, mm-hmm. three fumbles. Like it's it's nothing great. But like the Steelers are, they're still throwing wins together. It's largely due to part with how good their defense is. Mm-hmm. But. I mean, Pickett hasn't looked any worse than a lot of other um, quarterbacks have this season, though. Yeah, it'll be interesting kind of to see how he comes into it. He's, oh man, a lot of, lot of young QBs, man. A lot of young QBs. Yeah, I was actually, um, I was, uh, I saw this video, I think it was on Twitter, but it was just someone did like a little breakdown thing of, uh, Every team starting running back in the um, NFL in, I think it was 2016, and not a single one of them are, are playing anymore, really. Wow. It's like, so, I mean, you know, a lot like, I mean, running backs, like, you know, they don't have the longest career due to how many hits they have to take and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But in the span of, eight years it's like not a single one of them are playing it was or maybe it's just they weren't starters or like backups but like maybe they're still playing i'm not sure but wow that's crazy though yeah um but yeah so, so again we... we're seeing that with quarterbacks so we're just seeing a lot of a lot of turnover yeah turnover exactly um without us going into kind of just every game, anyone stand out to you before we hop into the playoff picture? The Cowboys stomped on the Colts. Yeah, I was, I mean, one, I mean, I can't really say I'm surprised, but the, the rematch of last year in the playoffs, uh, Chiefs-Bangles, Bangles come out on top in that. Yeah, that's, 20, a, that's 20, a good 20, statement 20. win for the Bengals. They've been up and down this season for sure, but, you know, that's, that's and good for they the got team. Jamar, they got Jamar Chase back, so that's a... Yeah. And the, they also won that without Joe Mixon playing as well. So that's a, that's a big win yeah. for them. All right. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, you know, Cowboys defense is, I would say, right on par up there when it comes to the best defenses in the league with the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Like, their defense is, was just... They were monsters. And yeah. also that, I mean, it's, they've got a lot of young guys on their defense. Um, and then, you know, a lot of people always say, like, you're, you get nerves and stuff from the primetime games and all this, but, like, Matt Ryan got sacked three times. 
threw three interceptions, um, fumbled it once and lost it. Like, yeah. And that Cal- that Cowboys, Cowboys defense was balled out. Well, and they're going to be really exciting to see in the playoffs when you know it's that one game you know, elimination and it's so much on momentum because that is a defense that I think can very much take the momentum away. Oh yeah. But they sometimes can give up momentum with big plays. They're not immune to it, right? They're they're I would maybe put them as more of a turnover defense than a lockdown defense. Yeah. Or pure lockdown, but they're they're made so it's going to be very interesting to see how that plays in, um, to the to the playoffs, right? You know, in a, in a game yeah. when a big interception could very much so turn things around completely. Exactly. Well, and if like in a playoff game where if the Cowboys, um, like they they put up fifty four points against the Colts, and but if you told anyone that Dak Prescott was 20 for 30, 170 passing yards, and Tony Pollard was leading and rushing with 91 yards. Like, yeah, you wouldn't assume that they would, would put up 54 points, but it's because the defense forced so many turnovers in the game. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they forced um, one, two, so six. Yeah, like if they if they can force six interceptions in a or six turnovers in a game or even just three, that's a huge swing in the game where the offense, if it's an off night or things just aren't clicking, the defense can make up for it. No, you're right for sure. So, um, yeah, I was Wanna impressed help. with that. Mm-hmm. But another thing we we didn't re- really talk about much when looking this week was uh, um, AJ Brown. His uh, return to, to Tennessee. Mm. We just kind of, well, I guess it wasn't really re- returned to Tennessee, but like his first game against them because it was in um, Philadelphia. But I mean, yeah. eight receptions, 108 receptions, 119 yards, two, two tutties. Wow. So he balled out. He, he showed them that they, they should have paid him. Yeah. Geez. Well, but. You're you're also in a way comparing Jalen Hurts to, um, Tannehill. I mean, true. Remember that, that. Is, that is true. That is true. And that's that's two very different weapons that you're able to provide. Very, and very different. Very different. Um. Yeah. No. Other than that, I don't think there's really many other games to to touch on. We had a tie. Eagles, well, I'll say Eagles having receivers balling out. I think that takes us nicely into the playoff picture. Yeah. So I do believe, voice crack, I do believe this. um, I have it up on the NFL website here. I think it's out of date by a week. Okay. Because it has their week 13 matchups. Okay, yeah. I think they're... um, uh, schedule or records are all off by a week, but I think they stayed mostly the same. Um, Chiefs fell a little bit in the overall rankings with Bengals coming up. Um, I think they stayed second in the AFC North because the Ravens pulled out the win last week, so that would have stayed around the same. 
Um, Eagles would remain atop the division in the NFC. Anything standing out to you? It's, I will say quickly, and, and I think this would have changed a bit, but not drastically. But going into last week, all four of the AFC East teams were in or within one of the playoffs. Yeah. Like the Jets were seven and five, and the on the bubble teams were the six and six Pats and the six and six Chargers. Yeah. Well, and 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 when we talked about that, I even said, you know, I don't see, I see, um, like the Jets still having a good season, but I do see them kind of tailing off a bit and and eventually missing. But like, yeah, they're they're still right in there. So, um, obviously, yeah. I think one of them is is between those two is going to miss. Um, you know, I, I don't see the, the Bengals or Ravens falling out. I don't see the Dolphins falling out. Um, no, for sure. No one's going to catch the Titans. So, I, yeah, I really think it comes down to... Um, it's going to be either the Jets, Patriots, or Chargers, I think, that, that snag that final spot. Well, Raiders would have just swapped place with the Chargers this week going into this week because they were right behind the Chargers at a 5-7, and seven, and they would now have equal um, records, but with Raiders having the uh, matchup win. Yeah. And then Browns are right behind them. So that that division, I think the Jets... All the other teams, I think Dolphins, unless they go on a real skid, seem... And they even have the two-game, or I guess one-game, call it buffer on that lower Wait, end what of did, the playoff what did you division. What did you say the Chargers and Raiders records are right now? So going into last week, the Chargers were, were sitting at a 6-6, six and six and the Raiders were 5-7. and seven. I think that's what the records are now, isn't it? No. Uh, yeah, that, yeah, that'd be the record now because it's week thirteen. So if the Chargers are six and six and they've had their bye week, I was going into week thirteen. Though, I think. Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, no, I was gonna say yeah. The Chargers are, are still one up on the Raiders. Chargers are six and six, and the Raiders are five and seven. Okay. Now are you looking it up now? Yeah, yeah, like I've, I've, I had the standings from you, so that's why when I look back, I've said them like, like wait, no, because I was trying to remember what you said fully, but yeah, no, oh, so yeah, you're right. Okay, so yeah, you, so, yeah, so, so you're you're speaking of the, the right correct records right now, yeah. Yeah. So the, oh, then this must be up to date with the division. Um. So okay, so then there you have it. Um. Jets are then still sitting. In seventh place after losing this week. Yeah, they're still sitting at, yeah, seven and five. Yeah, so if Mike White's able to put together a few more wins and I don't know, they're, they're able to get lucky with the rest of the division, it might be interesting seeing the Jets in the playoffs, at least, you know, even if it's only for one game. Yeah, like I mean, when the Bills Mafia was in it for the first year. Yeah, and especially when you just think of how, um, narrow the seasons coming down like potentially even just two more wins for the jets could could put them in so um so it'll, then it'll be on the over on the nfc what they do for for their quarterback situation though being like right right close to getting back in the playoffs 100% yeah that that will really 
I think it will really come down to if the right guy, if they pick the right guy and he's able to come up when we need him or when they need him, not we. Yeah. Jumping over to the NFC, kind of a yep. similar F situation with the NFC East almost taking over that whole uh, that whole division yep. there. Yeah, potentially in, in this one we could see all four yeah. um, teams get possible? in. Is that possible? Yeah. Wow, that's crazy, man. Eagles obviously got the, the number one seed, and the Cowboys have the first wild card. Giants are sitting at two. Seahawks have that third and final. They're seven five and zero right now, and the Commanders are seven five and one. Wow! So had the Commanders won that overtime game against the Giants, um, they would they would be over the Seahawks right now. That's nuts. That's so, that's a, that's a crazy good division. And uh, I mean, is Heineke still balling out? Yeah, Heineke. Yeah, Heine- he's still playing. Carson Wentz is. Um, back and healthy but they they're rolling with heineke still because he's he's winning he's the dog yeah i'm glad they're finally giving him the shine they're finally giving him the the nod you know what i mean yeah Yeah. well especially a couple years ago when what was that he played in the playoffs and wasn't it like the chiefs they almost beat or something bucks oh yeah sorry yeah bucks yeah and then yeah, that was against after Brady that, after, is the year they won. Yeah, and after that, it's just like now you're kind of back to being the the, the backup here. You're not the guy. Yeah, and then that happened again last year. I think where someone got injured, he came in late, balled out, and then they brought in Wentz again. Like it's just they keep disrespecting him. But I'm I'm glad they're who, finally giving him a bit of shine. And who was the commander? Two tuds, zero year. interceptions. Pardon. Who was the commander's quarterback last year? Was it? I can't. Should we know this? Because I can't. Um, I, I can't remember who it Wikipedia, is. Wikipedia, this is starting quarterbacks. Fitzpatrick. Okay, no, I guess so. Heineke did the majority of the season last year. Okay, so he did. Okay. okay. Fitzpatrick. Did oh, one but that's the thing, because Washington did good last year, and all of a sudden was like, no, we're going to bring in Wentz. And it was just, again, like he, he just kind of got overlooked. Yeah. yeah. So it's good to see him now having that starting role and showing what he can do in that role. Mm hmm. And then where? Oh, I guess they don't. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm glad he's finally getting the getting the shine, getting the shine he deserves. Yeah, and I mean when we look at the the NFC, the playoff uh, picture is pretty much all almost all but determined. I mean, I don't none of the teams at the. I mean, the Bucks are are struggling right now, but they're not gonna fall below the Falcons. Yeah, um, no, I think I think the Bucks are firmly in that, uh, especially because they, yeah, well, and they also they have a game in hand as well, which is huge. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, Eagles are still sitting at the top. Vikings, Forty um, ers and then so I think it really just comes down to the Giants, Seahawks, and Commanders. Yeah, I think Detroit's well, fallen back too far now. You know, 
because you've you're you're two wins behind, so that means you really like you got to win three, and hopefully and that team wins zero. So yeah, and here's something that's really funny, you know. They Giants and Commanders played each other this week, and if either of them had beat each other, that would have had huge implications. But they tied. Yeah, so now they play. Uh, what is what is it? Week week sixteen, I believe they play each other again. Yeah. Or I hope they tie again. No, when 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 they play week fifteen, week fifteen. I hope they tell. Oh yeah, and that's uh, that's a Sunday night game as well. That's my dream. My dream is for um, a big old tie, baby. Yeah, I don't think the Lions. So so we're we have a realistic chance we're not seeing the Packers in the uh, playoffs this year. I don't. Well, I don't think so. No, because again, no. that's that's three games they have to win, where Washington, Seattle, and the Giants don't. Like the, all three of them have to lose. Like it, it's there's a like it's possible technically, but mm-hmm. like well, the, I guess Packers only got four games left because they still have their their bye coming up this this week. Oh wow! So yeah, so the pack Packers are done. Well, yeah, not 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 mathematically, not, 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 not mathematically, but, but the, the odds of them making it is is slim to none. And Again, I, not I, mathematically, was, but cards are done, baby. Yeah. One, yeah. Because they only have four wins. Rams with the hefty playoff hangover. Or the Super hefty. Bowl hangover. Well, Cooper Cup's not... Uh, probably not going to come back this year. Matthew Stafford is, is done. Um, so speaking of guys coming on late in the season... Have you been hearing the chat of OBJ coming to Dallas? What does that look like? Yeah. Well, and the, I thought it was really interesting. Um, uh, whoever, I can't remember who the commentator was, but there was commentating the Cowboys game last night. They were, they were talking about it <clears throat> um, with OBJ, and it was, he was saying, well, if you're looking at the Cowboys for this season, like, do what you got to do to get them. But the issue is, is how young of a um, team the Cowboys are, and you know when guys are going to want to be getting paid and whatnot. OBJ's looking; he's not looking for another one-year rental thing. Like he wants to, yeah, to get to get that money and have and you know be somewhere with the team again. He doesn't want to just top around. So then, for the Cowboys, it's tough if that's what he's looking for. Are you willing to to give him that and then you know have it? Um, have a future effect on when it comes to signing your younger guys uh, in the coming years. Yeah, I, I think that injury, that torn ACL, really hurt him more than some people give him credit because that, yeah. I think, shunned away some of his signability going into this year. Teams kind of wanted to, you know, wait a year, see, see how he healed up. Yeah, exactly. And I don't and think, I think he was he'd... really super wanting to sign right away because he kind of knew that. If he signed at the time, he he wasn't gonna get near anything what he wanted or for potentially that long. So I think yeah. he wanted to kind of show that I'm back, I'm healthy, and uh, and so he's got an opportunity to get what he what he's trying to get. Yeah, and you know, even if he does sign a one year rental, and I know it's the NFL, and that's especially playoffs. But if he's able to stay healthy through the playoffs, especially if the Cowboys have a good um, showing, 
you know, then it puts him kind of right back in the situation he was last year of high draft or high high signing capital, high signing value, I guess you could say. Yeah. Yeah. Brings a lot of name value to the table. That is true. Um yeah, it's yeah, it sounds like it's either he's going to uh, the Cowboys or the Giants. So he's gonna go to one team and be rivals with the with the other the other one. So yeah, which I I wouldn't I, mind. I think it would be him. nuts if he went back to the Giants. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna say I, I, I wouldn't mind seeing him sign with the Cowboys. I, you know, it just makes sense. That, but again, then it just comes back to why did you let Amari like why did you trade away Cooper to the Browns for like a fifth round pick then? Hmm. I would, I would rather have Amari Cooper on my team over Odell, you? but you're, you're going to have to pay Odell um, b- around the same what Amari Cooper is getting. And I wonder if they just think for them Odell is worth more than Amari, and if they're paying it, the same amount, then and I can see the I could see the argument to them valuing o- Odell more for sure, but um, it makes interesting because then all those you know. I mean, they still got a, a great record, thankfully. Like they're sitting nine three, but it's like, how many more extra wins could you potentially have gotten if you had Cooper for the full season with you know the guys he's already he already knows and has played with, um, yeah. and whatnot. But yeah, it's rough. it's gonna be interesting, man. I'm looking forward to it. I'm I can't wait for these playoffs. Any yeah, uh, any big hockey news? Um, not uh, no, not overly. Um, Vancouver just won in overtime, so that's sick. Let's go! Big, big 7-6 game. There's been a lot of high-scoring games this year, actually. It's been a... The NHL's finally get what they wanted. They wanted to increase the amount of goal scoring in the league, and they're really starting to get it now. So they, you say they want to increase the amount of goal scoring. How did they do that? Um, so I think part of, I mean, the major thing they did is they made the goal equipment like a little bit smaller. Oh shit, actually. And so I think that's played a big role into it, but I mean, well, not, I, and... not smaller, but they just made the helmets a lot thinner. So after the first puck, the goalie takes, he's kind of out of the game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, like, I mean, yeah, like we had a, there's like an eight, six game, a couple Let's go, and then that nine eight LA Shadow game seven six tonight. There's a six four. Like they're getting there's lots of goals being scored now, so it's it's exciting. I like it. Good for the sport. Um, no, not now. Nah, nothing major. Like I think the, something I found funny though is, I guess not really really funny, but um, so we're the NHL is kind of getting to that. Uh, you know, they're they're kind of at the nearing the one-third mark of the season. Um, so a lot of, you know, analysts and whatnot are, are doing their um, kind of like what, what, like one-third of the season awards so far for everything in the league. Mm-hmm. And so obviously when it comes to GM of the, the year so far, it's, it always just comes down to basically it goes to like the best team in the league. It goes to their general manager. Um. But so the top three teams are Boston, New Jersey, and Vegas. Okay. But so a lot of people are, you know, it's kind of sparked a debate of like, you know, even if Boston is the, the number one team in the league right now, um, 
and they've actually they tied the NHL record for fewest games to get to 20 wins. They got to 20 wins in 24 games. So that's a pretty so they're like they're a really good team this year. Like they are incredible. But so people are mm. saying, you know, after the whole Mitchell Miller situation, can you, you know, really award this guy being GM of the year? So now it's it's kind of a debate on 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 that to, you know, regardless how good Boston is, can you really give this guy this this award? Yes, you can. And here's why. You think so? Because he didn't sign the guy. You can't you can't miss out on a GM award for trying to create the best team. If he had gone ahead with it and signed him against the team's wishes, damaged that locker room and screwed up that team, then then yeah. But he announced the signing, the team was against it, and then he canceled the signing. That no doubt shows the team that he had the players back at the end of the day. Actually, a really good way of looking at it. And and I think that, you know, that brings the team together. You, you can't blame the guy for fucking putting feelers out. Was it a, a yeah. not a good move? Yeah. Did he it was, retract it? Was a terrible it? Move, but he did what he well, could to go. make it right. So Yeah. And he was just trying to make the team better. Yeah. Right? He was um, trying to improve it, and the move showed, right? The team came out, the move showed that... That would not improve the team. That would most likely hurt the team and the team's image moving forward. Yeah. No, yeah. I no. That you that's very those are all very good points. Um Yeah. I was gonna say because I was kind of indifferent on it. Like I see the I I do kind of see the merits to both sides, but it's like, you know, just kind of what angle you're looking at it. Like For sure. if you're looking at it from the I don't really want to say that I mean like the more morality type of it um compared to what the award is actually for which is the best gym in the league and he put together an incredible team so well, that's that's the other thing it's like if is it is it like a walter payton man of the year award or is it the best gm like what's that based off of best public image most ticket sales, most publicly good tweets, or is it the most wins? Is it the most goals? Yeah. Is it the most goals for versus against? Like, mm-hmm. what are we basing the best GM off? Yeah. No, yeah, exactly. Which should be the GM that built the best team. And this is... I, didn't, I, I think when we did the Hawks episode, I think I talked about how I didn't think Boston was going to be in. Mm-hmm. And now, well, and I think, look at them. Sorry, like, no. They're, they're proving me wrong. For sure. And I think, like, if this is an issue with this GM, you know, being in the running or even potentially winning this award, then I say let's encourage, let's create a new award. Like, let's do, does uh, does hockey have, like, I know in the NFL they have Walter Payton Man of the Year. Yeah. Does NHL have something like that? Um, They do, but it's, I can't remember what it's called. Make it bigger. Make make a special one for GMs and management. Like, make awards to award that. But yeah. don't if if the award is for GM that's put together the best team, make it about who who is put together the best team. Yeah. No. Yeah. I agree. That's the same um, type type of thing with um, the uh, 
the James Norris trophy in the, the NHL, it goes to defenseman of the year. Mm. But, and so every year it always just goes to whatever defenseman puts up the most points. doesn't matter if they're a minus 30, if they're on a, a bad team, like whatever. It's just whatever defenseman puts up the most points. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people want two, two awards for defensemen. And you could have like the James Norris, which is for maybe the best like defensive defenseman or the best defenseman all around for their team. And then mm-hmm. you can have like the, the Bobby Orr award, which goes to the defenseman who just puts up the most points. The and then that way, defenseman, you, yeah. you can have more guys who are potentially the best defensemen all around in the league that don't get that recognition because they're not just pure offense like some guys who, who then always win the trophy. Mm. So. Yeah, because they do have that in the other sense of like they have an award for most goals and then the MVP, right? Or most yeah, they, yeah, or... they've yeah they've got the the heart for the just the MVP of the league, which pretty much all it, I mean it always goes to a forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, yeah, you've got the Art Ross for most points, and then the uh, Rocket Richard Maurice Richard Trophy, if you want to call it that, for the most goals. So though the three biggest ones are pretty much. Are like are all forwards awards yeah. basically. Um, okay, so, so yeah, it would just be cool to have like another kind of secondary thing for for defensemen. I'm with you. I like it. I like the way you're thinking. Um, also, do we have any in, clown news? Oh, I, I kind of actually two. Yeah, yeah, this actually kind of works a good way into the clown report here for us. Clown report. Let's um, jump in it. So the Anaheim Ducks right now are 6, 17, and 3 right now. And not a single one of their wins have been in... Or no, sorry, they have one. They did, they did snag one. Um, they've got one win in regulation. The rest have come through overtime or shootouts. Um, and they're like dead last of the league uh, by, by three points right now. Which... In hindsight, isn't bad when, you know, Connor Bedard's coming up. But um, for a team that's got a lot of, you know, good players and whatnot, I think their biggest thing is they, they lost Ryan Getzlaff last year. He retired. And so, you know, the face of your franchise for years, like your leader and whatnot is gone, and they really didn't do anything to try and replace that. Um, and I, th- I just think that's something that's hurting them a bit more than, than anything is just the lack of leadership in that that room when it's you know for the good part a lot of young guys it's it, it can be tough when you're all trying to you know kind of learn learn the ropes in the league and whatnot and um also focus on you know playing the game at the same time i think it can be an overwhelming experience for a lot of them so without that veteran leadership i think makes it that much tougher and they're clowns for that that's harsh man like i i no, hear no, no, you no 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 i'm not clowning them i was just I'm clowning the team in general for that's fair. for only one regulation win in 26 games. Uh, okay, um, I'll give you that. That's tough. I, I can that's put tough. myself on there for ruining the PGO parlay. Oh, no, no. But I'm not going to do that because something I did do is uh, when I was, you were giving me a dark horse to pick, and I said the St. Louis Blues. Um, they currently haven't won a game since I said that. They've there you lost. Go, now, baby. They've now lost four in a row, and largely due to the guy that is a clown is their goalie uh, Jordan Bennington. 
Big so Benny? He's, he's not – and he had the – it was weird because he came in in the uh, 2018 – no, well, yeah, kind of halfway through the 2018-2019 season when the St. Louis Blues were, were dead last in the league. Mm. They go on that magnificent run. They win the Stanley Cup, and Bennington cashes in for a, a big contract. And lots of people in the league loved him, and he's was like the face of that team all of a sudden, just like that. And then his numbers have just kept dropping more and more each year. Uh, this year, he's currently got a 3.27 goals against and an 8.95 save percentage. And you can look it up. There's like lots of highlights, but he he like he likes to get involved and get physical. Uh, oh, I could have maybe getting physical. Like he he's just getting done a lot physical. of like stupid um, antics. Like he did the one where he uh, he got pulled from the game against San Jose, and he threw out his blocker and kind of did like a fake punch to to Carlson to get him to flinch, and then he squared up Jesus. against their. He squared up against their goalie and wanted to fight him. Um, That's just spirit right there. I like that. There was, there was, an, there was another, another one. Um, this, this was like two weeks ago. He went behind the net and tried to hit uh, a gun. I believe it was the Rangers. I want to say. I could be wrong. Um, or even could have been Montreal. But anyways, he, he went up to hit the player. And the player just leaned back into him and blew him up. And then he's rolling around crying like he's he he's hurt and whatnot and then just the other day he against the penguins he jason zucker was you know going around to go behind the net and bennington reached behind him and stuck out his blocker and um hit zucker when you're going full speed and you get knocked off your bounce and whip into the boards like that like it's it's a very dangerous move so that's rough um, and then a, a few, and then it was like, and this happened in the first period, I believe. And Bennington was pulled by halfway through the second period. So when he was getting pulled, he skates off and takes off his uh his helmet and starts like yelling at guys on the Penguins bench and like beaking at him. And um, so yeah, so he's a he's a he's a big clown. He's he's had a lot going on. Yeah, shit, no doubt, no doubt. And the Rangers coach, Craig Berube, was asked about it and was pretty, like, not happy. Like, he said, like, it's got to stop. He's, he's got to focus on actually just being a goalie and not focus on all these, these other antics that do absolutely nothing for our team. Oh, so, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so tough times in St. Louis since I, since I praised them. Well. But so you I really, will say, you really have a bit of a curse of death with your picks, eh? I will, I will say though, Bennington, uh, Bennington was back. He was the starting goalie tonight for the the Blues, and boy did he go off! What a game he had! Yeah. Go on, go on, do you want to know what his numbers were? No. What did What did he do? He faced. Uh, 24 shots. He had 18 oh, saves, six goals against, for a 9.75 save percentage and a 6.43 goals against average. And the Blues did not win. Oh my lord! Like he has had the biggest fall from grace out of any player I can remember in recent time. 
All right, let's see how cancerous your pick is. Who's your new dark horse? No, no, I don't want to. I don't, I don't want to. Actually, I'm going to pick San Jose. That's what I'm going to do. Because, you know, hey, they're, they're only seven points out of a playoff spot yet with two-thirds of the season to go. Just saying. And if they, fall, if, they, if they fall to the bottom of the league, that is okay. Sure. Um, yeah, no, that, that was my major clown, just because it was, it was recent stuff that has gone on for a while. So Bennington is a clown. Fair. I don't actually, I don't really have a clown report. I don't. I'm There's not many. Up. No, it's been a, it's been a quiet, quiet time. We have, going we have no idea what happened with, to- or, um, AB in the end. Yeah, he's just so been, is he arrested? He's just been back, he's just been back posting on, on Snapchat, Instagram, tweeting, like he's just living life, like it's, it's all just gone. <laughs> I think that was like a scam. I don't. Folks. That's the thing is, is I don't know between the the actual warrant and then the the standoff. Like I I don't know because he's just a free man, like just living life again. Hmm. So, he, but he hasn't done anything weird lately. Yeah, he's been posting nothing crazy. Nothing crazy. Um, about a song. Looks like he's jumping into the weed business. He released a new profile picture. Of course. Oh yeah, he did. Yeah, that's right. Um. Yeah, no. Um, I don't. I don't know if you had already seen this or not, but uh, um, TJ Dillashaw was removed from the UFC wa- uh, roster. No way. No holy shit! I didn't see that. Yeah, I it, I only read about it uh, earlier today, so it's I think it's just recent stuff that probably no came out today. But way. yeah, UFC roster watch said that uh, TJ Dillashaw has been notifies UFC of retirement. Oh my god! So he's retired. <gasps> he couldn't get that oh. shoulder fixed. That's sad, man. It's tough. That's like, is I I do get he was a PED cheat, but if he did what he did to Cody natural. It's a real shame to see him go out like this, injured. Yeah, well, and even just when you look back at um, his uh, his last fight that he had, what was his his last one again? Against Aljo's, the title fight where his shoulder kept popping out. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. That's tough, man. That, yeah, because that, gonna... we talked about that one, and I, I was saying, like, yeah, it was so tough. And even going into the, the fight, he, he had to tell the ref, like, my shoulder's going to pop out, but, like, don't stop them. Don't stop it. Just, like, I'm good to go. Just let me keep going. And... Oh, man, that hurts. Wow. So I, well, I wonder if they, and, and you got to imagine, he looked into every possibility for what there was to do, and there was just nothing that was going to... N- nothing that was was gonna work there. War can have him still be able to fight and throw punches. Yeah, like you think exactly. about what you put your shoulder through: punching, blocking, grappling. Like yeah, like he can. Uh, I don't think he could really ever afford to. And I don't. And I don't think there there was any procedure that could have been done to to get it back into near what it was before. Oh no doubt. So that's that's tough. That is that's that hurts, man. 
Yeah. Well, oh man, I, I I hate to end on that. Any any feel good? Yeah, we gotta. We yeah, go? we gotta find. We gotta find something else. Gotta find something else. Oh, the the stat just keeps growing. Um, if the Broncos scored eighteen points in regulation, they'd be ten and two right now. Russell Wilson couldn't even get a a touchdown this week. Yeah, because it was nine to ten. Oh my god! Three three field goals. Russ was cooking. Buddy, just let Russ cook. Let Russ cook. And that's a game where Lamar Jackson didn't even play half the game. Hey, Broncos Nation. Let's ride. And they? Yeah, like Jackson. Like, they literally played the Ravens without Lamar Jackson. And Russ Wilson couldn't even get his shit together. Maybe it's going to be like the Urban Meyer effect where next year they're really good. Yeah. Hey, there we go, Urban Meyer. There we go. On that note, everyone, thanks so much for listening. Do you want to plug any any socials or? Oh, I think we have to. Be sure to hop us up. Hop us up. Um, find us on the YouTube at Post Game Overtime. Post Games one word. Find us on Instagram at PGO Show. That also goes for the TikTok PGO Show and on Twitter at PG Overtime. Sure, you got all those right. Thank, uh, no, I'm not. No, you did. No, you did. You did. There we go, I'm, baby. I've memorized it. You got it. Uh, we want to see you there. Have a chat with us. Tell us what you want to see, more or less anything. Um, find us on Apple Music or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google. Um, Or starting a mail fly. Just kidding. <laughs> if anyone's got any suggestions for the the week seventeen PGO parlay, please let us know because uh, we're we're struggling. We're struggling. Once we hit the playoffs, the PGO parlays are gonna all start hitting. Yeah, we just gotta ride it out till then. Which just just stick with us till then, folks, and keep sending us money. No, I'm just kidding. Hey, people are sending right. stuff. No, just oh. just my grandma. No, I'm kidding. She's a lovely lady. No, I'm just pulling the Brett Favre and I'm stealing from welfare to build a volleyball arena. All right, arena. all right, all right, all right. Uh, it's to build a volleyball arena for my daughter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, thanks so much for listening, guys. Have a great one.